Hello, this is Yusra from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 24th of January. According to the Union Health Ministry, India recorded 3,6064 new COVID-19 cases on Monday, taking the total tally of infections to 3.95 crore since the beginning of the pandemic in January 2020. The official death toll rose to 4.89 lakh with 439 deaths in the last 24 hours. The country's recovery rate currently stands at 93.07%. India has administered more than 160 crore vaccine doses so far since the beginning of the country's vaccination program in January last year. Today on Monday, schools in Mumbai resumed physical classes after having closed earlier this month on January 3rd as a measure to contain the spread of the Omicron variant of the coronavirus, ANI reported. Meanwhile, in Uttarakhand, ANI reports that all educational institutes and Anganwadi centers till class 12th will remain closed till January 31st following COVID-19 protocols extended by the Uttarakhand government. Till then, online classes will continue to take place. According to a report in the PTI, two organizations in Nagaland's Kohima, the Watchman and Awaken India movement organized a freedom rally on Sunday against mandatory COVID-19 vaccination. The organizations protested against the requirement for vaccination certificates for traveling and in schools, colleges, markets and offices. Olympic organizers in Beijing confirmed 72 cases of COVID-19 on Sunday amongst 2586 games related personnel that entered China between 4th and 22nd January, the Guardian reported. However, no cases have been reported among the arriving 171 athletes and team officials so far. Meanwhile, the Asian Football Confederation on Monday confirmed that India has withdrawn from the Asian Football Confederation Women's Asian Cup and their remaining Group A matches stand cancelled. ANI reported. This is because India was unable to field a team against Chinese Taipei due to a rise in the number of COVID-19 positive cases. Today on Monday, a Delhi court framed charges against Sharjeel Imam in a case where he is accused of allegedly making provocative speeches in Aligarh Muslim University in 2019 and Jamia Nagar area in Delhi in 2020 during protests against the Citizenship Amendment Act live law reported the charges that additional sessions judge Amitabh Rawat framed him under include Indian Penal Code sections 124A sedition 153A promoting enmity on grounds of religion race 153B making statements provoking breach of peace and 5052 statements made which are alarming false intention to create disharmony and section 13 punishment for unlawful activities of the unlawful activities prevention act or uapa imam's lawyer argued in court that no calls of violence were made in the speeches delivered by him and that being critical of the government cannot amount to sedition in november last year imam had been granted bail in a case concerning violence that took place in jamia millia islamia in december 2019 but was denied bail in another case against him wherein he is accused of conspiring violence during the Delhi riots in February 2020 in which 53 people mostly muslims were killed the equity markets crashed in today's intraday trading as a 30 share bsc sensex was down more than 1000 points at 12:10 pm scroll reported with the index close to plunging below the 58000 mark the broader 50 share nsc nifty also lost over 1.8% and was trading under the 17300 mark according to mint the markets have been bleeding for some time now with the sensex losing almost 2500 points in four trading sessions last week 
Scroll reports said the downward trend in the markets is being attributed to a rise in Treasury yields in the United States and concerns that country's Federal Reserve will increase key interest rates. For India, this can imply an outflow of foreign funds because higher U.S. yields and interest rate hikes tend to make investments in equities in emerging markets like India less attractive. Another cause being cited is the upcoming union budget to be presented on February 1st. Trading patterns in anticipation of the finance minister's announcements tend to become more volatile in weeks leading to the union budget. The Nifty Realty, Nifty Media and Nifty Metal were the sectorial sub-indices that clocked the most losses in afternoon trading on Monday. Significant stocks losing on the BSC included Bajaj Finance, Tech Mahindra, Wipro, Tata Steel, Titan and Reliance. Meanwhile, new players like food delivery platform Zomato, online retailer Nika, and digital payment platform Paytm's parent company 197 Communications reported substantial losses too. The Delhi government plans to install high-resolution CCTV cameras in all of the approximately 500 Anganwaris located in densely populated regions across the national capital as a measure of safety and security for women and children, Indian Express reported. According to a Public Works Department official, the project aims to enhance safety and security in the city using surveillance systems and also aid the police in maintaining law and order and help in deterring, detecting and thus dealing with criminal activities. The Public Works Department stated that 458 high-resolution CCTV cameras will be installed under the Delhi government's CCTV camera scheme and that these will be monitored directly via a command control room that will be informed in case any camera needs maintenance. Presently, Delhi has around 1.30 lakh CCTV cameras installed across the city for safety purposes, a number that is short of the target of 1.40 lakh cameras that were planned to be installed by the end of 2021. The project is said to have experienced a setback due to COVID-19. Tamil Nadu Chief Minister M.K. Stalin and Kerala Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan are the latest leaders to join the objection against the changes to the Indian Administrative Service Cadet Deputation Rules proposed by the centre. They wrote to the Prime Minister on Sunday to voice their objection, Scroll reported. Over the past week, West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee, Chhattisgarh's Bhupesh Bhagel, Jharkhand's Hemat Soren and Rajasthan's Ashok Gelod also wrote to the Prime Minister about the same. The politicians belonging to states ruled by opposition parties fear that the amendments are opposed to the country's federal structure of governance. According to the Hindu, the centre on January 12th wrote to state governments proposing amendments to Rule 6, Deputation of Kader Officers of the Indian Administration Service Kader Rules 1954. The proposal, if cleared, would allow the centre to put officers on central deputation bypassing objections from state governments. In case of delay in the central deputation of a state Kader officer, they shall stand relieved from Kader by the centre's order as per the proposed changes. The centre will also get to decide the number of officers to be put on central deputation and will have the final word in case of a dispute with states. Opposition parties expressed their apprehensions against the proposed amendments, with Tamil Nadu CM Stalin in his letter to Modi stating that the changes strike at the very root of the country's federal polity and state autonomy and that the move would lead to concentration of powers in the union government, he added that officers will then be forced to always work under perpetual fear of being penalised by the central government. It's election season, and News Laundry's reporters, Akanksha, Ashwin, Ayush, Basant, Nidhi, Pratik and Shivangi are ready to hit the ground to bring to you stories that matter to the public. 
so that you can hold those in power responsible and make informed decisions. Atul, Manisha and Meghnath and a team of producers will also be joining them to explore the underbelly of the electoral process. But for that, we need your support. So head over to newsroundy.com and contribute to our latest NL Sena project that will fund our election coverage. Support us and pay to keep news free. According to official authorities, Lourdes Maldonado Lopez, a journalist based in the border city of Tijuana in Mexico, was murdered on Sunday, Al Jazeera reported. This is reportedly the second killing of a media person in the border city in less than a week. Lopez was attacked with a firearm while she was in a vehicle, according to the prosecutor's office of the state of Baja, California. Earlier this week, photojournalist Margarito Martinez was found dead with a gunshot wound to his head near his home in Tijuana. Even though it remains unclear if the shooting was related to his work, Martinez was at the receiving end of many threats from people connected to organized crime prior to the killing, according to a local media rights group. Two years ago, Lopez had asked Mexican President André Manuel López Obrador for support, help and justice as she feared for her life. This was in context of an ongoing lawsuit that she was fighting against her former employer, news organization PSN, which is owned by a former Baja California governor. She won the lawsuit, which alleged unfair dismissal only days before the killing. The Committee to Protect Journalists, or CPJ, took to Twitter to express its shock and demanded a thorough investigation into her murder. Mexico is regularly ranked as one of the most dangerous countries for reporters by media watchdog Reporters Without Borders alongside countries like Afghanistan and Yemen. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe from the din of disinformation and come back for your daily dose tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.